VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Friends, we thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. And just before we get to our guest and topic for today, I would like to just give a reminder that today is Election Day. And not all, not all, but in many states around the country, uh, so many critical matters that are going on, places like uh, Virginia, New Jersey, uh, Kentucky, Mississippi, Texas, a critical referendum on life in Ohio, uh, a Supreme Court race in Pennsylvania, numerous issues up and down the ballot around the country. So uh, if you have an election that's going on in, in your state, friends, I can't urge you enough to become informed on what's on your ballot and to cast a prayerful vote. Critical, critical issues across this nation. Don't be one of those are, that are just uh, squandering the stewardship of your vote. So, again, we encourage you to be informed and to cast a prayerful vote. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was October 7th, one month ago today, that the Islamic group Hamas invaded Israel, killing more than 1,400 Israelis. Israel declared war and has been systematically carrying out its mission to eradicate the murderous Hamas. Meanwhile, rockets continue to be launched from Lebanon in the north. Hamas is taking credit for launching rockets toward Tel Aviv. Jews are also being targeted all around the world, including right here in the United States. So with critical information, we welcome back Chris Katolka, the Assistant Director of North American Ministries at the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. He's host of the Friends of Israel Today radio program. He's a Bible teacher, a writer for Israel My Glory magazine, and author of the book, Israel always. Chris, thank you for joining us today. Jim, always a pleasure to be with you. Chris, uh, let's. Uh, you were with us a few weeks ago, but uh, Israel has launched what's called Swords of Iron. Uh, what is the strategy that Israel is taking in, in her own defense and to, to eradicate uh, the murderous Hamas? That, that's the mission, is to destroy Hamas once and for all. Uh, this time, they cannot give up. There can't be an operation or anything like that, like in the past in Gaza, uh, where they would start an operation when rockets would be launched over, uh, and then over time a ceasefire would come um, between Hamas and Israel, um, and then things would go back to normal. Uh, this is Israel's mission. Uh, even with the pressures that they're feeling from the global community, this is Israel's moment to have to destroy once and for all Hamas, um, and to make a statement uh, to not only those who follow Hamas, but who embrace Hamas, and even to Iran. This is a statement to Iran that they will no longer put up with their proxy that's in Gaza. So to me, the entire um, uh, mission that they are on is a full-blown 100% mission to destroy Hamas, uh, now with a ground war in effect. Now, they, they, as you mentioned, they want this to be a, a lesson, really, to Iran, to other countries as well. And uh, so the focus is on Gaza, but we still see the, the rockets being launched from, from uh, north of Israel, uh, Hezbollah, uh, uh, and I, I believe that Israel's trying to send them a message, too, are they not? They are, but really the, the biggest deterrent right now, I believe, in the north is the United States presence in the eastern Mediterranean. Um, I, I believe it's sending a message to Iran, and it's sending a message to Lebanon. Even though we're seeing attacks on American bases from Iran, and even though there are missiles that are coming over, uh, uh, Hezbollah has a stockpile of missiles uh, that outnumber what Hamas has. Um, and so they have not, been, they have not engaged uh, like they could. I do think that there's pressure from the United States that they're feeling. And also, I think Iran is telling Hezbollah to hold back as well and not to uh, attack. Um, because I actually think what Iran is waiting to see is, is the outcome of this, of this war between Israel and Hamas. Um, but uh, Israel will go uh, full tilt into the northern, uh, southern areas of Lebanon if there is an attack, which could mm -hmm. also completely uh, um, upend um, Hezbollah as well. So I really do think the United States presence is sending a signal um, that we're not playing 
um, games with Iran right now, and we're not playing games with Hezbollah as Israel is is um, full blown ground assault in in uh, Gaza right now. And how successful is that ground assault? It's a, very successful. They've already pretty much t- uh, in- in- encompassed Gaza City, which is the largest city in the Gaza Strip. Um, and now the biggest difficulty that they're having, of course, is not just going into those areas. Now it's it's going to be the rooting out of Hamas, which has an entire tunnel network underneath the city. Uh, uh, tunnels that really I don't even think the IDF had known about. I think all of this is new information that's coming out, the development of where these tunnels are, where their bases are, as, of course, they're finding out um, that the uh, Hamas headquarters is pretty much underneath a, a hospital, um, a functioning hospital. And so uh, it's very difficult for any type of action to take place with the humanitarian needs that are happening in Gaza right now. Um, but I, I, I believe that this will be a difficult ground assault for Israel because they're dealing with uh, the tunnels. The tunnels create an obstacle for them. It's not like they're seeing these terrorists face-to-face. They're popping up out of places. They don't know where these tunnels go. They don't know where these tunnels lead. And so they have uh, not only a ground assault, but also a tunnel assault. They've yeah. got to be able to get into those tunnels to root out Hamas. I've even seen videos online on social media of them using uh, attack dogs that they have trained, Israelis have trained, to go into these tunnels and to root out Hamas. Um, and so they're sending in what they can into the tunnels to begin to develop an understanding of the tunnels, the network of tunnels that are there, and, uh, and how they can best accomplish this mission. But they are, they are surrounding major portions of Gaza in the north, the northern part of Gaza, uh, to ultimately provide a chokehold on Hamas once and for all. And even in the small geography we're talking about here of, of Gaza, we're talking, uh, I've read hundreds of miles of tunnels underneath the surface. Oh, at hundreds of miles and hundreds of feet deep. That's the thing I think where a lot of people, I, I don't think, uh, I, I haven't read much about in, uh, Israeli intelligence on it, but it seemed like they are as surprised as we are as to the, um, as to the network of tunnels that they have. Uh, as to the, uh, um, the the nature of the tunnels, how high tech these tunnels are, um, uh, it really is an entire military establishment. What we would normally put above ground in military, uh, with our bases and things of that nature, they're putting below ground, below mosques, below uh, um, uh, uh, hospitals, below um, uh, schools. schools. Yeah, yeah, below schools. They're even finding rocket launching um, centers below mosques and below schools. And so, again, putting Israel at a, at a deficit when it comes to how they execute these, uh, these raids to root out Hamas, of course, it's, you, it's tied right into everyday life of the average Palestinian, which the Hamas is just showing their concern for their own people. Uh, they have zero concern for their own people and zero concern for the Israelis as well. They're willing to put their own children uh, in front of them to protect them. Um, when when Israel's trying their best to protect uh, um, uh, the, the, those innocent Palestinians, I even saw a picture and a video recently, Jim, of um, the Israelis cleared the path and have protected the path so that Palestinians can march from the north to the south without Hamas telling them to go back home, uh, which would ultimately be the battle zone. Israel is the one clearing the path. They have tanks set up to make sure that these people have a right of passage. Uh, from the north of Israel, uh, of the Gaza Strip down to the south near the Rafah border. Uh, Chris, what do we know about the casualties in Gaza? I mean, we keep hearing these multiple thousands. Is this propaganda? This is the biggest issue. Do I think that there are innocent Israel, uh, um, Palestinians uh, that are uh, caught in the crossfire of this war? A hundred percent. But I don't trust any numbers coming out of uh, out of Hamas, none whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, again, we witnessed this just a few weeks ago um, when they blamed Israel for the bombing at the hospital right. in Gaza. Um, this, uh, and the sad part is that the media, the global media, not just U.S. media, the global media got on board and pushed this agenda right away, uh, believing um, what the Palestinian health ministry was pushing, which is basically a surrogate of Hamas, uh, pushing this this uh, narrative that Israel was the one who attacked, when really Israel had nothing to do with it. It was their own um, their own doing, uh, uh, Hamas's own doing, injuring their own people. 
So do I trust any numbers or any pictures or any photographs coming out of, uh, out of um, Gaza? I-, I take them with a grain of salt. Um, but I, don't, I also believe that there are a lot of innocent um, Palestinians that are caught in the crossfire mm-hmm. here, primarily because Hamas refuses to let them go south. Refuses. They're telling them to go back home. Um, they're blo- they were blockading the major roadway that would take them from Gaza City and Khan Yunus down into the Rafah border. They were, the Hamas was blocking it, telling Palestinians to go home, back to the battleground, back to the, where the war would take place, ultimately so that they could inflict as many casualties as possible so that, again, it would just send a PR, a public relations announcement to the world. Look how horrible Israel is when really it's they're the horrible individuals. Yeah. They're the ones causing the catastrophe, not only to Israel, but also to their own people, the Palestinians. As mentioned earlier, we know that there are calls coming from around the world for Israel to participate in a ceasefire or, or a pause. Uh, the uh, Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, said there will be no ceasefire without the return of the hostages. Uh, Chris, he's pretty determined, isn't he? He, yes, and he should be determined. Uh, see, again, this is where what always happens when Israel has to deal with uh, Hamas in Gaza. They, all, he, they always have to deal with what the world is telling them to do. Mm-hmm. Israel has to listen to what the Western world and the U.N. say about how they should act in Gaza. And what usually ends up happening, like I said earlier, is a ceasefire, and then things go back to normal. And again, once things go back to normal in the past, See, everybody thinks things just stop, but and the reality is, is that rockets were continuing to be launched between Gaza and into, uh, from Gaza into Israel. The media just didn't have their attention on it until finally Israel has to respond again with another operation. Well, this time Netanyahu has the obligation. It's under his watch that this happened, um, that 1,400 innocent in, uh, Israelis were butchered to death, more than 240 carried away. Uh, um, as as uh, hostages, it is the duty of of Benjamin Netanyahu to end Hamas once and for all. He, I believe, will take into consideration, of course, what I think the Biden administration offers and what other Western countries tell them. I don't think he'll listen to UN, uh, the UN at all. But I do think he's going to continue until this mission is done. Um, I don't think he'll be ending with a ceasefire anytime soon. I just had on our radio program Bassem Eid, who is a Palestinian human rights activist, and he's a unique Palestinian human rights activist because he supports Israel. And uh, a, a good friend of mine, and he was able to share, he believes it's Netanyahu's duty not to embrace a ceasefire, but to go. Because once you embrace a ceasefire, you're giving Hamas the freedom to do what they want to do. You're giving them the upper hand. Netanyahu can't give Hamas the upper hand here. He's got to continue to attack until they're gone once and for all. And we know there's been political turmoil going on in Israel. Are Israelis standing behind Benjamin Netanyahu? I think the Israelis are standing behind the government. I can't say if they're standing behind Netanyahu, but they're standing unified behind the government. You know what's really interesting, Jim, is that Israel is divided um, uh, among, uh, uh, when it comes to a certain issue when it comes to serving in the military. In Israel, the ultra-Orthodox do not have to serve, which of course creates some consternation with those Israelis who are not ultra-Orthodox. Now you're seeing the ultra-Orthodox as a result of what's going on in Hamas. They're serving, and it's unifying the country, and I believe they're standing behind the government. Chris Katalka with us here today on Crosstalk with further examination as this Israeli war uh, continues. And uh, friends, we'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, what can you tell me about Neanderthal man? Chris, from a biblical perspective, Neanderthal man was a human just like me or you. They evidently were an ethnic group that migrated away from Babel, living in very harsh conditions, but were human nonetheless. Archaeological discoveries have shown that they used agriculture. They buried their dead. They had art, musical instruments. They were humans just like me and you. Those who assigned them to subhuman categories suggested that they didn't have the right kind of hands to use tools. But a recent study has shown that they had thumb and forefingers just like ours with just as much dexterity. In every sense, they were as human as you and me, descendants of Noah, souls for whom Christ died. Going back to Genesis makes all the data fit so well. 
Thanks, Dr. Morris. For more on creation, visit our website at www.icr.org. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America with an update here on the Israeli war. Chris Katolke is with us, Assistant Director of North American Ministries at the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. Uh, Chris, just before we continue our discussion here, I, I know that uh, you, your ministry really has been at the forefront of, of, of ministry in Israel during this time, as well as informing people around the world as to what is taking place and, and bringing a biblical perspective to all of this as well. Uh, would like to uh, and and you, you promote this through a magazine that you have called uh, uh, the Israel My Glory magazine, and you are a writer for Israel My Glory and have your hands on that magazine as well. Uh, again, you are offering for our listeners a free one-year complimentary subscription to that magazine. How can they obtain that? Yeah, if uh, your listeners will call 800-257-7843, again, that's Eight hundred two five seven seven eight four three. One of our ministry services representatives will uh, take your information, and if you've never subscribed before to Israel My Glory magazine, you'll receive a one-year free subscription. Uh, uh, that's six free issues. And I'll just say, Jim, I've been telling people maybe their attention has been turned to Israel yeah. during this war. And maybe now they're asking, God, what are you doing over there? God, what's going on in Israel? What does the Bible have to say about this? Well, Friends of Israel, through our Israel My Glory magazine, has been talking about this since 1942. So we have a lot of resources for your listeners, and we're happy to give them away. Again, that's 800-257-7843. And at the same time, you're standing with Israel uh, by, by helping to provide funding for, for bomb shelters? Yeah, it's really amazing. We've been providing bomb shelters to Israel for many, many years. And so through our Stand With Israel Fund, um, we are helping place bomb shelters in sensitive areas along the Gaza Strip and along the border in Lebanon in, in Israel. We have more than 60 Friends of Israel bomb shelters that have been saving Israelis' lives for quite some time now. We also partner with Magan Davida Dome. And we help uh, support Magandavita Dome, which is Israel's national Red Cross that helps in times of medical emergencies like this. Uh, we actually just raised funds to send an ambulance over to Israel um, to help during this time. A Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry ambulance. Uh, that's a Magan Davida Dome ambulance that just went over to Israel a few months ago. So we love raising funds to help support Israel and the Jewish people. And all of that is in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And we do it to show love and support to Israel and the Jewish people. We also support a pro-life movement in Israel and also other ministries as well. And for those who'd like to help, how can they do that? Yeah, they can go to FOI, as in Friends of Israel, foi.org forward slash stand with Israel. Again, friends, that's foi.org forward slash stand with Israel. Israel. And uh, if you did want to obtain the magazine, you can reach out to 1-800-257-7843. And if, uh, Chris, if, if people wanted to use that number as well to stand with Israel, can they do that as well? 100%. Great. We were just talking about the, the you know, the matter of ceasefires and, and people call, will just, you know, come about and bring, have a peace agreement. Golda Meir was a former prime minister in Israel, and she actually received some of her education right here in our city of Milwaukee. But in, in any regard, she is quoted as saying, you cannot negotiate peace with someone who has come to kill you. Uh, Israel has often been cast negatively through the United Nations votes from from the media but, Chris, that remains the question. How do you negotiate peace with someone who denies you have a right to exist? Yeah, not only that, not only do they deny that Israel has the right to exist, Hamas, but in their charter, which is basically their constitution, it, it calls for the annihilation of the Jewish people, not alone of the fact, let alone the fact that oh, we don't want you to exist as a nation. We don't want you to exist as a people. Um, and so this is uh, the type of relationship that, Israel has to have with Hamas. But then remember this also is that Hamas, again, it's just a proxy of Iran. So this is another, uh, when, when Israel's dealing with Hamas, they're dealing with Iran, which is mm -hmm. another, uh, the leading state sponsor of terrorism in the world. 
And so they're just simply a proxy of what Iran would like them to accomplish, um, which is the eradication uh, of, uh, of the uh, state of Israel and the Jewish people. You know, many uh, a couple of years ago, I heard uh, Rick Steves, the, the old, uh, um, the guy who does the travel journals and things like that. You can see him on PBS. Uh, he went to Iran once and he heard he went into a mosque or someplace and he said, do you hear what they're chanting? They're chanting death to America and death to Israel. And he was just trying to play, play it down, saying, oh, that just means they don't like us that much in what we do mm-hmm. in Israel or in America. No, when they say death to America and death to Israel, they are being very, very serious, and their proxies are proof of that uh, through Hamas and Hezbollah. And that hate is built up from, from the earliest ages on up, is it not? Oh, 100%. The education system, especially in Gaza, um, the education system was is built around hating Israel and the Jewish people. It's propaganda to these kids. It's not promoting peace with Israel or trying to build relationships between the Muslims and the Jewish people living in, uh, in and around Israel and Gaza. No, it's it's uh, propaganda to hate Israel and the Jewish people. It's not only in Gaza. Um, there was a young Egyptian man who received uh, a scholarship to Bar-Ilan University several years ago. And he did so well at Bar-Ilan University in Tel Aviv, so it's an Egyptian going to school in Israel. He did so well, he became the valedictorian. And for his graduation, they asked him, the Egyptian, to speak. And he said, you know what, it's so interesting, is that I grew up as an Egyptian, let alone someone in Gaza. I grew up as an Egyptian, and I would hear on the radio driving around in music, about uh, how horrible the Jewish people are and how horrible the nation of Israel is. I heard it in the schools that I grew up in. I heard it in the mosques that I went to. And now that I'm living here and interacting with Israelis, it's all a lie. It's all, I, I, it's, I've been taught a lie about the Jewish people and about Israel. That's in Egypt, Jim, that has a peace agreement with Israel. Mm. Imagine what they're being taught in Gaza. Yeah. Um, they are not just being taught to hate Israel and the Jewish people. They're being taught to kill Jewish people. And we have images of children with guns and wearing um, certain headdresses and things of that nature. So it's a very, very difficult situation Israel is in because these, the, 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 the Hamas is training their kids to hate Israel and the Jewish people. Yeah, I had a former, not a former Egyptian, Egyptian-born man on the program recently who said they were taught in the Egyptian schools, uh, you know, that, that Jews were, were monkeys or pigs, and and that was just part of the education system, and, and that was what they were led to believe. Uh, Chris, we know also that there are Arabs that are living in, in Israel. Describe that relationship between Jews and Arabs. Yeah, you know, I, in my conversation with Bassem Eid um, the other day uh, on our radio program, the Friends of Israel uh, Today, you know, he talked about the fact that Hamas was almost anticipating that the Israeli Arabs, that's Arab Muslims or Arab Christians um, that have Israeli citizenship, uh, they were almost expecting them to respond um, and to take up arms and to join in the struggle, the resistance, and they didn't. And I think that was a big surprise uh, to many in Hamas, uh, that there was silence. Now, I can't say that it was perfect all the way throughout Israel. I know that there is uh, certainly Arab Israelis um, that uh, are not fans of Israel, but I'm also saying nobody really took up, they didn't take up arms like Hamas was expecting them to, which definitely uh, dealt a blow to their expectations of what this massacre could have done um, in, in leading the charge against Israel. Chris Katolka with us today from the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. Uh, Chris, it's been reported just recently that Hamas actually intended to launch their attack during the last Passover Seder meal, uh, where, you know, there would be large gatherings together and make it easier to slaughter whole families, large groups all at one time. But but Iran was forcing a delay because they were anticipating, hey, we might get this money from President Biden, some $6 billion. They didn't want to lose out on a payout. Uh, once all was confirmed that Iran got, uh, you know, they got the money, the green light was given for the attack. Any thoughts on this? Is this, is there any truth behind that? You know, the Jerusalem Post reported that, and so um, I'm going to take that as a serious 
uh, analysis of uh, some uh, reporting that they had received and information they had received. So we'll have to wait to see how that develops over time. Um, but, you know, I'm not surprised at all. This was a coordinated attack. And we know that there were people that received training uh, to make sure they understood how to fly those paragliders in from Gaza and into Israel. Um, you know, building tunnels, building those infrastructure, launching rockets. You know, uh, um, Hamas's rockets have only gotten uh, better. They've developed over the years. Uh, they go further, and, uh, uh, they go faster and further than they used to. Before, many of those rockets, they would just scream Allahu Akbar, and a rocket would go up in the air and land maybe in some farm or in a nearby town from Gaza. Uh, today, those rockets, if you see, they're going as far as cities like Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, yes, major yes. metropolitan areas in Israel. Uh, that means that they're receiving uh, better technology, uh, better resources uh, from Iran. So I think it's important to see the development that's going on here. And I, I believe this was a coordinated attack, a planned attack. So it doesn't surprise me that Iran was waiting for the money. The Biden administration was willing to, uh, to, to give it to them. And they said, just wait for a different opportunity. That, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, let's also discuss the uh, anti-Jewish hatred that's going on. It, and, you know, it, I see these reports coming from around the globe, and it is really getting to epidemic proportions. Uh, the Daily Mail online indicates Melbourne, Australia, has become what they call, uh, it was termed the epicenter of anti-Semitism, uh, Jewish locals uh, experiencing a tsunami of hatred, children being bullied in schools for being Jewish, Jewish scrolls being ripped off of doorposts, uh, the kidnapped Israelis uh, that are uh, taken by Hamas, those posters being defaced, Jewish businesses being degraded. Uh, a teenage girl had uh, had uh, been sent swastikas online. Another student was approached and was told, I will gas you and your family. Other chance of gas the Jews being heard in Australia. Uh, we look also at uh, Canada as well, where we understand that a uh, a synagogue, the Montreal synagogue, uh, was firebombed. Uh, we are seeing uh, anti-Semitism rise to uh, to uh, astounding levels in Canada and here in the United States. I mean, uh, the matters that are unfolding uh, that we've seen the massive riots that have been taking place, the the uh, the, the uh, matters at the White House this past weekend. Uh, we, uh, there was a, a Washington Free Beacon just reported pro-Palestinian activists vandalized an Israeli company's Virginia office in Indianapolis. A Muslim ran a, a car into a building she thought was a Jewish school. Also, an elderly Jewish man uh, killed by, uh, uh, it, here's the headline from Todd uh, Starnes, uh, elderly Jewish man killed by pro-Hamas thug in Los Angeles for waving an Israeli flag. Chris, we're just seeing these are just mere examples of what's taken place around the globe. What I think the world is waking up to that support Israel and the Jewish people uh, and even support democracy um, uh, around the world, what they're waking up to is how much anti-Semitism there is globally. I I've been surprised. I knew that there was anti-Semitism on college campuses. I knew that we had members of Congress uh, in the squad that had anti-Semitic, anti-Israel uh, sentiments. Um, I, 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 we saw these things. We've been reading about them. But I don't think we realize to what extent uh, there is this animosity toward Israel and the, and the Jewish people. I spend some of my time in the evening on Twitter with X, formerly Twitter, and I am surprised to see the amount of anti-Semitism that is brewing around our country. And I think we should talk more about how that's working its way from colleges into people's everyday lives. Let's hit that right after the break. Chris Katolka with us from the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. Friends, after the break, we'll also give you out their, their, their website, toll-free number as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Crosstalk. For thousands of years... Mankind has been fascinated with the question of what will happen in the future. Many have turned to palm readers, horoscopes, or a myriad of psychics for answers. However, one of the places people have refused to look is at the pages of Scripture. Jesus himself was asked by his disciples, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Jesus responded in the Olivet Discourse recorded in Matthew chapters 24 and 25. 
Bible prophecy teacher and pastor Richard Schmidt addresses and explains these powerful prophetic chapters in his book, Tribulation to Triumph, The Olivet Discourse. VCY America is making available this book for a donation of $15 or more. For your copy of Tribulation to Triumph, call 1-800-729-9829. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. We're speaking today with Chris Katolka from the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. And friends, if you'd like a a free one-year subscription to their magazine, if you've never had it before, they're offering a free one-year subscription to Israel My Glory. It comes out every two months. Uh, and uh, has been powerful in its articles and and information pertaining to Israel. Um, you can reach out to them at one eight hundred two five seven seventy eight forty three. That's one eight hundred two five seven seventy eight forty three. And just ask for the magazine Israel My Glory. Uh, also, they uh, have been engaged in in providing funding for bomb shelters. Uh, uh, the uh, ambulance service, other means of uh, support in Israel as well. Uh, foi.org forward slash stand with Israel is the website, or you can use that same number as well. foi.org forward slash stand with Israel. Chris, just before the break, we had introduced the topic of the growing anti Semitism around the world. And uh, during the break, you shared with me some astounding numbers as to the rise. What are those numbers? Yeah, globally, anti-Semitism is up 1,180% uh, amid the war with Hamas. And this actually comes from uh, the Diaspora Affairs which, uh, and Combating Anti-Semitism Ministry um, uh, out of Israel that's sharing about this intensity that's taking place with anti-Semitism. And, and Jim, I, this again is a perfect example of how anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism is the same thing. I think I said this the last time on the program when we were together, uh, is that a lot of times you'll hear people say, I don't like the state of Israel, I hate the state of Israel. That's anti-Zionism. Uh, but I, I, I like Jewish people. Uh, that's, uh, that's, and so that's, uh, anti-Semitism is the hatred of the Jewish people. So what they try to say is, I can hate Israel and still like the Jewish people. Well, look at what happens. The state of Israel decides to act to destroy a terrorist organization, and anti-Semitism soars 1,180% around the world. And so, again, what you see is that when the country takes action to make a decision in its own sovereignty to defend its own people, the Jewish people and Arabs and Muslims and Christians and Druze and Baha'i, all the different people that live in Israel, when it takes action— to, to ensure its people's safety as a country, what happens? Uh, anti-Semitism globally goes up. That means when a Jewish person feels scared, as you were talking about before the break, when they feel scared to fly an Israeli flag to show support to Israel, that's anti-Semitism. That means they're scared. And I've heard several Jewish people in the area that I live in outside of Philadelphia show that they're nervous. They've even bought uh, um, uh, guns. Um, to, to protect themselves. Um, and so we're seeing Jewish people that are arming themselves for protection. They're not, they're not displaying their Jewishness. They're not talking about supporting Israel in public. Why? Because they're scared for their own life. That is called anti-Semitism. That's straight out of 1933 Germany all over again. That is uh, shocking, just absolutely shocking. And what's even more shocking to me is the response from the Biden administration to launch this this special initiative to battle Islamophobia. (laughs) It's almost like something that you would watch on Saturday Night Live, a comedic routine where, you know, you have a rise of global anti-Semitism and there's a rise of anti-Semitism in the United States. And we're seeing it on college campuses. We're seeing it in halls of Congress, in parliaments, in schools, in neighborhoods. We're seeing it happening all around the country. And, and, and what happens? Uh, they, they begin to uh, raise awareness for Islamophobia, um, which uh, I, I don't think that's been a problem at all. I, I think that uh, the, the Jewish people have not 
targeted. I've not heard one person. I have actually not heard one person in all my dealings of watching social media online, following people, listening to people in media. I've not heard one Jewish person cast blame against an American Muslim. Uh, if anything, they push it towards the progressive left. But here they are. They're the, the, the Biden administration um, through Kamala Harris is is engaging in trying to educate about Islamophobia as Jewish people are frightened for their life. Uh, I think that's something that shows just how disconnected the administration is right now with the heartbeat of the Jewish people. I think the Jewish people are scared during this time, and they're looking to the Biden administration for help. And what do they get? You should go take Islamophobia classes. That might help you out in this in this uh, difficulty that you're dealing with. My friends, our phone number to crosstalk is eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. That's one eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. Your questions or brief comments today eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. Chris, we understand President Biden is soon going to be meeting with the uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping. Um, uh, there's some concerns that where China is standing in all of this. Oh, China is definitely more linked. I think they've kind of shown somewhat of a neutral stance. You know, China wants to become what America is, which is the global power. And they, what they really want to do is flex their influence by, by potentially maybe even helping bring peace between the Palestinians and Israelis. I, I, I see the way that they angle themselves. But they are definitely more in line with countries like Russia, and like Turkey um, and Iran, uh, they definitely have partnerships there, which are leaning more toward the Palestinian, uh, leaning more in support of the Palestinians. Uh, but I also think that China is trying to position itself in a, in, a, in a way of influence and power to show that we can also, you know, forget about America. You don't need them. The, 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 you know, the, the people that once tried to establish peace, uh, they're they're they're. They're old timers. We don't need them anymore. Look, at we're the new people. We can help bring peace. Look, I believe China was the one that tried to that did establish some relationship between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Again, trying to flex that um, flex that muscle of being a negotiator and being a powerful presence in the Middle East. Uh, I think they have their eye on what's going on here, but they definitely side with countries like Russia, like Turkey and Iran. Friends, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, have you speak with Chris Katolka today? Again, our number, the lines are all packed right now, but as they free up, it's 800-733-9829. We're going to begin in the state of Missouri. Pastor Mark, thanks for calling Crosstalk. You're on the air. I wanted to uh, just give a uh, shout-out to uh, Friends of Israel. Uh, we support them, uh, my wife and I, and uh, we pray daily using their prayer and praise guide. Uh, it tells us who to specifically pray for, and I'm sure that's probably not uh, anything that uh, would be uh, a great cost to have sent to them. I don't know if that's free or not, but it's the prayer and praise guide. The other thing is uh, Israel, my glory. As a pastor, I uh, I used their section on uh, Esther uh, for sermons. It's absolutely great. And the, the thing about it is, if you're a Bible student, or if you're a, 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 I mean, a student of the Bible, or if you're a Sunday school teacher, they have some of the greatest theologians that write Old Testament um, information regarding mm-hmm. books of the Bible. And to know that this is even free to receive, uh, I, would, I would very much want to uh, just uh, encourage people to get the uh, um, the Israel My Glory magazine, and also to support the Friends of Israel. As a matter of fact, we are so into the Friends of Israel, we were blessed to be able to go to Israel in May, and uh, it was uh, I got to baptize 20 people. I was uh, able to be able to preach and evangelize there. Yeah. Uh, it was really a great experience, and I really believe that I gained a lot from Israel, my glory, and the Friends of Israel information that comes to our home. So I just want to tell you that if if you are looking for a magazine that can really help you understand the Old Testament, I mean, there's Jesus all over the pages, and these are great theologians that write for it. So thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Uh, Chris, what about that prayer and praise guide? Yeah, if they call in and they request a prayer and praise guide, uh, we can send that out to them, and they call the number 800 257 
888-528-7843. And I'd also like to say, Jim, I'm ready to hire Pastor Mark whenever he's ready to come serve with Friends of Israel. Very good. Thank you for the call. Matthew in Phoenix, Arizona, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, yes. Matthew. I just had a couple questions and a comment. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi. Yeah, so I'm a longtime listener. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the missile attack of the hospital. Uh, there was a recording of a JDAM missile hitting Iraq. Someone recorded the sound, and it's the same sound of the missile that hits the hospital. And that missile is made by the U.S. and it's sold to Israel. Uh, the second comment I wanted to make is that you're not teaching anyone that the Antichrist is going to be Jewish, which is quite alarming. And Okay, you brought up a couple issues here already, Matthew, and I'm not sure what vantage point you're coming from in that regard, but uh, what about those rockets, Chris? And and uh, and he's bringing up an issue about, uh, you know, the, what he believes would be false teaching. Look, if there is one thing that I know the world press would love to do, it's the one thing they take action on is making sure that they are uh, putting headlines out about Israel um, and especially its activity in Gaza. So when when that rocket was launched and they automatically attacked Israel, but then come to find out all the information directed it toward all the information, all the uh, information coming out mm-hmm. of Israel, all the information coming from the United States as well, it showed that it was an attack, a, a rocket that got launched out of Gaza. They have video yeah. footage, the whole thing. Additionally, when all of those journalists turn around and have to retract, even the New York Times has to retract what they said. That was two weeks late. But they had to retract what they said because the data and the and the evidence, the proof is there. That was Hamas. That was not Israel. Yeah, and and also know, uh, we we do, we do teach that the Antichrist does come from a a, a, a one world uh, a revised Roman Empire. Um, so uh, we do we do understand there are different teachings on that as okay. well. Okay, thank you, Matthew. And I, I would suggest you would benefit from the Israel My Glory magazine, and I would encourage you to um, uh, check it out. Uh, let's go to Gary, also in Arizona, Mesa, Arizona. You're on the air. Yeah, we're listening out here. Thank you, VCY, for all the magnificent work that you do. You're highly successful, and I never miss your show when, whenever it's possible to hear it. I hear it every time. Well, I wanted Chris Katolka to uh, uh, tell me uh, how to get a hold of uh, the, the uh, Israeli version of the Red Cross and how to do that. I didn't quite catch that, and uh, I, I know that... Uh, at one time, Israel did go into Lebanon some time ago and rescue Christians. That was a long time ago. So if he would give us that information again, I'd be most appreciative, and I'll have a pledge coming in. Thank you. Great, I think he's referring to Magan David Dome. That's right. Magan David Dome is Israel's Red Cross, and you can support them by going to our website, uh, which is foi.org forward slash stand with Israel, or you can call... Um, our offices, which is 800-257-7843, and our ministry services representatives will take care of you there. Okay, again, that's 800. And thank you, and thank you for your support. 257-1-800-257-7843. And uh, one of the things, as, as you support Israel, Chris, through Friends of Israel Ministry, uh, the gospel is very much the heart of, of part of your support there in Israel. We are called the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. That means the gospel is at the heart of everything that we do. We are driven because of the gospel and the love that we have received from the Lord Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, the Savior of the world. We want to communicate that to the world as well. So that is why we are called the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. Friends, we're right up against a break, so uh, those on the hold, stay on the line. We'll come back to uh, your calls here in just a moment. And our number to Crosstalk is... 1-800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY America Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Many people today are defending the so-called Palestinian state and Hamas, flying the Palestinian flag. But what do they really know about Hamas? Article 13, the Covenant of Islamic Resistance Movement, 
This is the document of Hamas, states, quote, there is no solution for the Palestinian question except through jihad. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are all a waste of time and vain endeavors, end quote. And then there is Article 7 of the Hamas Charter that calls for the day of judgment will not come until Muslims fight the Jews, when the Jew will hide behind stones and trees. The stones and trees will say, oh, Muslims, oh, Abdullah, there's a Jew behind me. Come and kill him, end quote. Hamas is a terrorist organization founded in 1987. I don't think Christians should be defending this group at all. Chris Katolka with us today. He's the Assistant Director of North American Ministries at the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, also host of the Friends of Israel radio program, uh, Friends of Israel Today. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Uh, this call from Harwood, Missouri. Pat, thanks for calling Crosstalk. You're on the air. Yes, I just want to take the time to thank you so much for getting reliable people like Chris on for us to get the real news about Israel. Mm-hmm. And it makes my heart sick to know how many of my neighbors and community just swallow the liberal media hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Thank you for the call. And Thank Chris, you. There's a lot of that, Chris, is there not? I mean, just many people swallowing it. Well, I, I heard this on ABC. It's got to be true. You know, just the other day, Neftali Bennett, the former prime minister of Israel, was on with CNN and uh, they were questioning him. The CNN um, uh, journalist was questioning the former Israeli prime minister, talking about uh, some type of moral equivalency somehow between uh, Hamas and Israel. And the former prime minister had to stop this woman for a moment and say, do you understand what you're saying? You want a ceasefire because you're counting numbers, but you're, this, this isn't an issue of numbers. This is there's no moral equivalency here. We are a democracy. That is a terrorist organization. And the idea that the media even play, plays in, the media from a democracy, from the United States, uh, uh, would play into such nonsense. It, it, it's mind blowing to me. Um, but I also know that's clickbait. It makes for good clickbait yeah. and it makes for good, you know, uh, opportunities for people to click and watch because some of those questions are so absurd. Uh, and so we're seeing it, yes, in, in media globally. You don't even begin to go to the BBC. Uh, I mean, it's, anti- it's practically anti-Semitic. So just uh, you have to be very careful about where you're getting your news sources from when it comes to Israel uh, and the war that's going on with Hamas. Bruce is calling from here on South Dakota. You're on the air, Bruce. Yeah, quick question. Uh, first, thanks for all the information you put out there. But they keep talking about the tunnel warfare over there in Gaza. I'm no general or nothing, but how about pumping water into the tunnels and blood them out like a bunch of rats? I'll take your response off the air. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, uh, I'll leave it up to the Israeli Defense Forces to figure out how to properly take care of the tunnel activity that's going on. Um, and so I, I appreciate your insights there, uh, but I'll leave it up to them and, and imagine that they have uh, a strategy uh, that they've put in place in order to do their best to root this situation out. Faith is calling from Pennsylvania. Faith, you're on the air. Yes. Uh, excuse my raspy voice. I was, I'm wondering how the Rosenthal brothers are doing. Marv Rosenthal was the former executive director of the Friends of Israel, an amazing Bible teacher. Uh, he actually just passed away um, uh, a few months ago, or maybe even about a year ago now. But his brother, Stanley Rosenthal, uh, was just in our podcast, the Jew and Gentile podcast, a couple months ago. Uh, and uh, he is still um, uh, as, as uh, um, active in a gospel ministry as ever. Um, and so uh, Stanley Rosenthal is doing very well. Marv is with the Lord now. Mm. Thank you yes. for asking. Thank We'd you, like to uh, recommend two men. They're Calvary Chapel preacher pastors, mm-hmm. James Cadiz mm-hmm. and J.D. Farag, F-A-R-A-G. Thank you, Faith. Thank you for the call. Robert in Glendale, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Well, good afternoon, Brother Jim, and good afternoon, Brother Chris. Hey, um, first of all, I am a Messianic Jew. I was born again 70 or born again 46 years ago. Um, but 
I've been a very active supporter of Friends of Israel. As a matter of fact, I am very impressed with the uh, most recent uh, magazine, Our Holy God. It's incredible. Mm. And then I want to say, and it's a plug for Shvi, even though he's in glory, his Apples of Gold uh, section is always fabulous to me. But um, Amen. I just want to add this, okay? And this is a very important thing to the body of Christ in America, particularly. Uh, the thing I noticed Sunday when I was at our congregation is that people veer away from this topic of Israel. But how are they going to veer away from the topic of Israel when we're spending a thousand years in Israel, okay, with the Lord Jesus Christ ruling and reigning, <clears throat> which will be far more time than we've spent here in America. I was born in America. Mm-hmm. And then, after the end of, at the end of the millennial reign, what happens? New Jerusalem comes down, and we spend eternity there, you know? Look, thank you, Robert, for the call here today. Any comment there, Chris? You know, I like that Robert brought up the fact that, that churches are ignoring the issue of Israel. Uh, I can't say that's true for all churches. Um, I certainly know that's not true for all churches. Mm-hmm. But there are many churches that are ignoring it, and I think they get scared when it comes to Israel, because it's a sensitive issue uh, when it comes to politics. And as you can see, uh, the the uh, division that is um, that is taking place in, in, in around the world of uh, people who support Israel and the Palestinians. Um, I think oftentimes churches ignore Israel or they turn an eye to what's going on or turn away from what's going on, where I think this is an opportunity for the body of Christ to show the love of Jesus to the Jewish people by supporting them. That is what the, the Scriptures tell us to do. And so it says, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. I don't think that we should take that that um, passage lightly, and I'm thankful that pastors, like Pastor Mark was on earlier, supports Israel and the Jewish people. Uh, I'm thankful for churches that do. I want to see more of them, but I think it comes from education, Jim. I think the church needs to be educated to see the value of Israel and the Jewish people from the Scriptures. I think that's where it's all going to start, um, but we need to make sure that we're doing that in our local bodies. Friend, thank you, Robert, again for the call, and we are out of time for any further phone calls. Uh, Chris Katolka with us today from the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, and uh, they do have uh, a magazine, Israel My Glory. So, Chris, if I could have you close with uh, both your toll-free number as well as your website there as well. We, we invite your listeners, Jim, that have never subscribed to Israel My Glory, our award-winning Christian magazine that teaches about Israel and the Jewish people from a biblical perspective. They can get a one-year free subscription by going to 800-257-7843. Again, that's 800-257-7843. Or they can go to our website, which is israelmyglory.org forward slash subscribe. Okay, israelmyglory.org forward slash uh, slash subscribe, and the other website, foy.org, stand with Israel, uh, forward slash stand with Israel. Chris Katolka, our guest here today. Chris, thank you for carving out the time and joining us. Hey, thank you for having me, Jim. And friends, we thank you as well for standing by each and every day here for Crosstalk, getting informed on vital issues. Uh, Go to our website, share a link with others so they can be informed as well. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.